welcome to another edition of the Night of the Nuge. Uh, Ted, tonight you're going to be in Huber Heights, Ohio. Um, Ohio, I love Ohio. I've done a lot of hunting up there. I think you and I have a friend up there, Marvin Quistel. You and I could tell uh, um, uh, stories about Martin for a long time, but we won't. Uh, we've got our guest again this week, Chris Kobach. And um, we mentioned this last night, Ted. In Kansas right now, we have an unelected uh, Parks and Wildlife Commission. They've stated just plainly they intend to ban supplemental deer feeding. They listened to some people come and testify that were a couple of them weren't hunters at all. Um, They're getting information from Canada, which right there's your first mistake. Um, But they've just blanketly said without having any opposition testimony We are going to ban supplemental deer feeding. Um, Again, we talked about it. uh, CWD seems to be the calling card for everybody these days. It's the COVID of the outdoor world. Um, Chris, why don't you tell Ted what's going on in Kansas and what us at Hunter Nation are going to do to stop it? And then let's get Uncle Ted's view on what should happen in Kansas. Okay, well, let me let me start by telling you a very short story, and that is, in 1942, the great uh, conservationist Aldo Leopold wrote an article, and he talked about deer populations in America, and in many states, the deer had been depleted by early settlers coming in and, and shooting them for food, and he said, the white-tailed deer exists in every state in America except one, referring to the lower 48, Kansas. So Kansas went from a deer, a white-tailed population of zero in 1942 to one of the top three deer hunting states today with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of deer. And it's a place people go because there are lots of really big bucks there. Every single one of those 80 years, supplemental deer feeding has been allowed by us Kansas landowners. Supplemental deer feeding is a, an important part of a, a building growing uh, deer population. And even Kansas Parks and Wildlife acknowledges this, that this is an important part of the growth of deer in Kansas. And now they are threatening to really uh, wreck it all by taking away supplemental feeding, having a feeder on your property, putting some corn out uh, for the wildlife. And they're all doing it in the name of CWD. They are using junk science to claim that just because anytime you feed deer, that somehow that brings them into proximity. And when they're closer in proximity, they spread diseases, whatever those diseases may be. And then they use the analogy of people. They say, well, you know, in COVID, we, we, we avoided each other to avoid spreading it. Well, guess what? When we get together in close proximity, we're indoors. The deer don't gather in a house somewhere. They may be on the same food plot or something. But anyway, it's nonsense. Uh, and they are... They're going to destroy what what Kansas hunters and and landowners have built over the last 80 years, an amazing uh, deer state, amazing deer population. And the other thing they're going to destroy, which I'm really concerned about, is bow hunting and recruiting youth into hunting. And I'm a big one of both. You guys are both bow hunters. I'm a bow hunter. You, You know that one of the ways you ensure that you can get your animal that you're seeking into range is to have some sort of food on the ground to ensure that you're within bow range. That's something bow hunter, when they try to take away feeding in North Dakota, the bow hunters were rightly uh, upset about it. And similarly, uh, bringing youth into the to, to the hunting. I, I have five daughters, every single one of them shot her first year at age seven. 
I have more experience than most in getting young people and especially young girls interested in hunting. Number one rule, you've got to make it fun and you've got to see deer. If you take the, your child out hunting and you sit in the cold and you see nothing, they will say, eh, dad, I don't really want to go tomorrow. But if they see deer every time they sit out there, they will say, oh, can we go to, I was my seven, my now eight year old, seven year old, that she, uh, youngest of our kids got her deer last year. She was a real trooper. And she, one day we got out there and the, we, uh, we, she fidgeted and the deer spooked. The next day we got out there, uh, there were only some juvenile deer that came in and she said, kept saying, dad, let's go, let's go. She was excited to hunt because she saw deer. If you don't see deer, good luck getting that young person to get hooked on hunting. You've got to see them. You've got to see them up close, especially because if you're talking about someone under the age of 12, uh, you don't want to have them take a 150 yard shot. You want them to be up close where they, they, there could be a, a, a clean kill. And again, food is part of that. And, and so these people on the commission, they had their meeting in June and they said at the end of the meeting, does anybody know if there are any counter arguments out there or any good reasons to feed? And they couldn't come up with those. Clearly they're not hunters. They said, oh, it's just, uh, it's, it's just something that the outfitters use for profits. That's the only reason. Money, money, money. No, it's not. It's how Kansas hunters, deer hunters have been operating for decades, and they're trying to take that away. Well, Ted, I want you to take the next word, but I have to correct our great Attorney General Chris Kobach, like he corrected me yesterday on the First Amendment when he said they are going to destroy. Au contraire, Mr. Attorney General, we are not going to allow them to destroy what we've built over eight decades in Kansas. Hunter Nation is taking the lead and we will make sure that we beat back these unelected bureaucrats with this junk science, because I'm going to add one other thing to your argument. We know that supplemental feeding improves the nutritional health of deer herds in Kansas. And that's why we have gone from last to one of the top destinations of deer hunting in America. Ted, this is nonsense, but you've preached this for how many years? What do you have to say to our Kansas uh, Parks and Wildlife Commission that's about ready to unleash this kind of nonsense on Kansas? Well, number there's a number of points I'd like to make. Number one, Chris Kobach, ditto, ditto, ditto. Everything you said is proven because you have boots on the ground, a lifestyle experience. And same with you, Keith, ditto, ditto, ditto. But here it is in a nutshell. So these anti-supplemental feeding, anti-baiting, anti-deer feeding people, they will ban the feeding of deer like here in Michigan. And the next thing you know, you see a deer feeder that says USDA on it. Because they say, oh, feeding deer is dangerous to the herd. It might hurt the herd, it'll spread disease. Then I see a deer feeder that says USDA on it. Mm -hmm. And I see these federal uh, USDA hunters come in and shoot the deer over feed. And in Colorado, you're not allowed to use bait or hounds for bear hunting. Then I see my buddy from the United States Department of Agriculture hunting bear with hounds and bait. The hypocrisy is stunning because they know they're lying or they're just hopelessly ignorant. They don't have the experience that you have, Keith, or you have, Chris, that I have. And if you don't want to enhance the encounter with deer, which is what Supplemental Fiender is all about. Plus, I have to mention, it's a billion at multi 
billion dollar industry the supplemental feeding we got mad scientists out there i got some buddies that created this red chain feed these guys are mad scientists they will make your wildlife and your livestock so healthy and so productive and so fortified against disease with the nutrients and the supplements and the minerals and the vitamins and the, the herbs and the, the, uh, the essential oils, there is an industry out there that has many, many billions of dollars which benefits all in businesses in Kansas and Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania and Ohio and North Dakota, South Dakota, even though we're going to get Governor Christie Noem to legalize it in South Dakota real soon. They have no science whatsoever that shows any indication whatsoever that supplemental feeding has anything negative for the deer herd or for the experience. When in contrast, those of us that cherish this conservation lifestyle, we know that enhancing the encounter and who wants deer killed? I want them killed. My grill wants them killed. The highway department wants them killed. The conservation department wants them killed. The insurance industry wants them killed. The farming industry, the agriculture, want, they want us to kill more deer because the herds are growing across the country, but then they will interfere with the very proven methodologies to accomplish a balanced harvest that once again, billions and billions of dollars in food and groceries and hotels and guides and outfitters and supplemental feed and, and food plots and tractors and fertilizers and seeds and cabins and pro property taxes. It's unbelievable. It was really added up. I would bet you that the conservation lifestyle, hunting, fishing and trapping, it rivals the energy industry for revenues generated, but more importantly, unequaled family hours of recreation. And I've had the Ted Nugent camp for kids for 34 years where we teach children that nature heals and that a higher level of awareness will enhance your quality of life based on your hunting natural conservation instincts. And if what Chris said, if you don't enhance the encounter with encounters with wildlife, where you see the deer, where you see the turkeys, where they get a stimuli of the healing powers of nature by seeing wildlife, the kids are going to give up. Now, if you want to end wildlife as an asset, then this is one of the systems by which the government who seems to be interfering with everything independence, everything rugged individualism, everything self-sufficiency, I think that's what's going on here. So Kansans and Michiganiacs and Wisconsinites and Pennsylvanians, we have to fight back. If we want to enhance the encounter for our family and our friends and ourselves to harvest a responsible number of deer every year, then leave us alone and let us supplemental feed because there's no science, no evidence whatsoever that it causes any problems whatsoever. And Chris, I want to get your uh, take on what the plan going forward is, but I want to say two things. In Kansas, the hunting industry is worth $700 million. And those uneducated, pompous, self-important, unelected bureaucrats on the Kansas Parks and Wildlife Commission, they better keep that in mind when they're sitting here about to try to pass some erroneous nonsense that's going to cut into that $700 million a year. And like Ted said, that's local co-ops, that's mom and pop uh, hardware stores and, and clothing stores and cafes and so on and so forth. And the other point I want you to talk about, Chris, as then you tell us what the plan going forward in Kansas is going to be, 
The one thing we haven't talked about is property values. I know rural property values in Kansas have gone up significantly and it's almost corresponded step for step with how good our deer hunting has become. All right, Chris, what's the plan in Kansas? Well, you're, you're absolutely right, Keith. It has gone, uh, property values have gone up and it's because of, of deer hunting success. People come from other states and they want, want to buy land in Kansas and many of them move to Kansas. I have a good friend who moved to Kansas from Tennessee uh, because he wanted to be able to deer hunt in Kansas. And so he sold his land there and, and came here. You have lots of deer encounters. You've got a great healthy herd. And as Ted pointed out, these supplemental feeds actually make your herd healthier a malnourished deer is more susceptible to CWD, scrapies, any, any disease out there, just like a malnourished person is more susceptible to getting sick. If you give the deer plenty of food and you even add some super healthy protein uh, to their food, they will be a stronger deer herd. And so what's Hunter Nation going to do, Chris? What's the plan? What is Hunter Nation going to do to beat back these unelected bureaucrats and stop this uh, nonsense in Kansas? Give them information because they clearly in their own meeting did not know there were any counter arguments as to why you might want to provide supplemental feed for deer. And secondly, inform hunters, inform hunters. What is a, what the, the commission has said they intend to do? They, they said it is their track to ban feeding. They just have to educate us uneducated rubes who actually hunt. Bear in mind, the majority of the commissioners apparently do not hunt and uh, tell us, uh, about their 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 science, so-called science. So it's a uh, you know getting hunters uh, aware of this threat and uh, actually presenting the the other side, our side, which is supported by science and is supported by having a healthier deer herd by keep making sure they are well fed and they get protein and things that they sometimes may not get. Ned, imagine if all of our elected politicians were like Chris Kobach. They hunted. They were constitutionally sound. I mean, they were willing to listen to arguments on both sides, but base their decisions on fact, science, and heaven forbid, the Constitution. Final word, Mr. Nugent. Well, bottom line, thanks, everybody, for supporting the Night in the News. Uh, Attorney General Chris Kobach, you're doing God's work. Keith, you're doing God's work. But what I've always said, and Chris just emphasized it, activism that none of us showed up at that commission hearing to voice the true boots on the ground lifestyle experience as evidence in their decision making that's that's the apathy that has given us the joe biden america or the joe biden communist arm of china uh show up voice your beliefs share your lifestyle with these elected employees if they don't hear from us they will walk all over us i did it here in michigan to legalize tree stand hunting to legalize sunday hunting to legalize a supplemental feeding to get rid of the minimum poundage for bows to get rid of the minimum age i mean all kinds of rules that bureaucrats put into place that had nothing to do with wildlife management or wildlife science so activism is always the answer let's find out when these meetings take place and let's let's email them and text them and call them and write letters let's let them know what real hunting families believe and again you we all know this in states where it's illegal to supplemental feed the shelves of all sporting goods are loaded with supplemental feed products and they sell out every year because we the people are going to do the right thing now we got to make sure that the regulations are referencing the right thing
Well, Ted, I can't wait to tomorrow night because we're going to give our <laughs> listeners and our viewers an update of the Adios MoFo Tour because tomorrow night you're in Detroit, Michigan, which is obviously a big, uh, a big night, big time. I can't wait to uh, talk to you tomorrow night about the Adios MoFo Tour. Chris, thanks for joining us this week. My pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Keith. See you soon. 